Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Today, we're going to wrap about ads. And if I have some really like tactical information in the show notes of this podcast, which is uh, in the form of a blog on the website which I'll link up um, to the show notes, like wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast. But today I'm just going to kind of like spitball a little bit about my experience with ads and pass on some of the juicy bits that I've learned through the years with like running ads with humongo budgets, like tens of thousands of dollars a month, like $100,000 a month in ads, you know, versus a couple thousand dollars in ads, a hundred bucks in ads, can't talk today, a couple hundred dollars a month in ads or even like a couple thousand. So there's obviously like different things that you can glean through different budgets. Um, And I've just been like running ads for so many years. So I have like a, a couple like really tactical things to share with you. If you're thinking of starting to run ads for your business, like I wanna give you some basic pieces of the puzzle. So you feel really confident and you actually know that you're going to be um, utilizing ads effectively. Because I think if there is, or something that I've done before, right? Because I feel like I've done it all is, I know a lot of people sort of feel like it's easy to run ads. And there is one level in which like, yeah, it's pretty easy to set up ads. Like anyone can set up ads. But The problem is, is that if you do not have an expert running your ads, there's so much that you miss out on and your ads are just not going to be as effective. And so I'm sort of starting this whole thing with a warning. Now I know like plenty of founders that have double, triple, quadruple down in learning ads for themselves, run ads themselves, and it's awesome. If you have a brain for that and that's something that interests you, it is so valuable if you as the founder know how to run ads like, and can get to a place where you can do them well. It's going to save you a lot of money and it's going to be like a really awesome way for you to um, you know, get, get to know your audience better, get to know like exactly how to target them online, like really be working in the nuance of communication with the copy and the creative and all of these things. It's awesome. But I warn you, if that is not the best value that you can add to your business and it doesn't interest you, do not, I repeat, do not try to do it yourself. It's just going to be a waste of money. I tell you, it's one of those things where social media, yeah, maybe you can kind of like figure it out. But with ads, it just can get so expensive if you just are not doing it properly. 
So that is my first warning. Get someone good to, to run to to run your ads. And if you're looking for someone to run your ads, I would really suggest doing a few due diligence action items before you actually hire them. First, you want to talk to other people they've worked with. You want to understand if they've been able to get results for another business. Now, if someone is not willing to give you like a reference, I would take that as a red flag. I say this because like I've, I'm very, very careful with who I hire to work on the teams that I lead um, in the marketing teams that I lead as a fractional CMO. Um, I usually own, I usually have like two or three people that I circulate to all of the different accounts that I work with because I've just had a lot of bad luck through the years, right? I've been doing this for like 15 years um, of people that just like, they're not hungry to get the results for you. So another piece of this is when you do bring on someone to run the ads, you have to be on top of them. Like you really do. Because oftentimes if you don't have someone that's in-house managing your ads, they're oftentimes they've got like dozens of people that they're managing, right? And they're gonna spend the most time, energy and effort with the client, so with the client that is the loudest. Like seriously, it just is. And so I love to get or I always require my ads managers to send me weekly reports. You should have access to a dashboard that's very easy for you to understand the amount of, you wanna be measuring the amount of money you're putting in, the amount of impressions, meaning how many uh, like computer screens has this uh, sh ad showed on, how many clicks, right? And then how many of those clicks turn to leads, meaning that they left you their email address. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but um, stick with me. You want to have a dashboard where you have full visibility in real time, what's going on the ads. I do not like someone creating like a stagnant report from like in a, in like a PPT and passing it to you because you, you want to be able to have like that real time information. So if you're connected with any ads, there's a lot of ways in which you can get that stats to automatically pull into like a dashboard. You can use um, a website like Databox is a great one, but there's a lot of different ways in which you can just create these dashboards that are going to be super simple to digest the information. And again, we're looking at sort of impressions. So all the eyeballs that saw the ad, how many people clicked, how many leads there are. This is like the main waterfall you want to be paying attention to because impressions to clicks, that's going to be one conversion rate. And then clicks to lead is going to be another conversion rate. And you want to be tracking the performance of a handful of different ads, right? We want to be testing different copy and different creative, right? Um, to see what people are connecting with. And you can measure the impressions to clicks and clicks to leads conversion rates to see like, 
which one is performing better than others? Like what is the clear winner? What messages are people connecting with, right? You want to be managing your ad manager in this way. And you want to be, you want to be doubling down on all those conversion rates. So what I would say is like, question everything. It's like, Hey, can you tell me like, what is the industry standard for my particular vertical for this type of ad? Like, what are you seeing with your other clients? Like, how, how is my performance comparing? Right. And you can do your own research. Um, if your ads are not performing at industry standard, and this is just a quick Google search, it's like whatever your industry is and like ad performance on certain platforms, you can find tons of data that exists. It's, you can find it. But if yours is underperforming, you need to be pushing back on your ad manager, your ad team, or whomever it is that's going to say, well, what can we be doing to improve this performance? And you need to be looking at this every single week. Again, these people often have like tons of other clients. And there, let me tell you, there's plenty of clients that just like throw money out the window and sort of like maybe are a little confused by it. And they like think it's working, but they don't know if it's working. No. Ads are very, very, very good in being able to track all the way through to purchase. So this is the second piece of advice that I would say. Before you start running ads, make sure that you have a system that can connect with your um, website. Like make sure that you have the ability to track those impressions, clicks, and leads and follow that lead to purchase. So if you're using a CRM like HubSpot, this is super easy. This is like very easy and your ad team or your ad person should be able to help you set this up. Otherwise you get like a, a person that's a HubSpot developer. It's worth the money. I tell you, please hear me when I say this. It's worth the money to have the data and metrics like clean. You do not want to be playing a guessing game on how many people that see your ad are purchasing. It's great to be tracking leads. Of course, that's very important, but I love pulling all the marketing activity through to revenue and ads is like one of the only places where it's super duper easy to do that. Okay. Because at the end of the day, what we're aiming for is to figure out our client acquisition cost. Okay. We want to understand not just how much is our cost per lead? That's, that is important, but I, I'm more interested in how much is it costing me to acquire a client? Because we want to be tracking this lifetime value and the client acquisition cost, because that's going to help us understand how much money we can be spending to acquire the client, right? And I've heard so many horror stories of people that are just like throwing money out the window for years and years and years. And they don't even understand that their ads are like not even worth it because maybe their product is priced very low and they're actually spending like twice or triple as much to acquire the client. And if you're tracking all of this and you discover that, that's, that's fine. That's great information actually, because then you can be figuring out, well, why is this so expensive to acquire the client? Maybe it's actually not that the ads are bad or not even that the ads manager is bad, but perhaps your audience just simply isn't on that platform, right? Like let's say that you are a B2B business, but you're spending a lot of money advertising on Instagram. And like at the end of the day, those people are on LinkedIn and not Instagram, right? 
or, or vice versa, right? I think a lot of times we just assume that all B2B is only going to have success on LinkedIn, but actually there's plenty of B2B businesses that do great on Instagram, right? Um, and this is where, uh, and I, I'm just like spitballing here. I hope this is interesting or helpful for you. I know maybe this is a little bit high level, but I want you to start thinking in this way, right? And if you've been following me for any amount of time, my whole way that I approach marketing and the whole way that I approach educating founders like you is that founders need to understand how to run the marketing. They don't have to be the marketing director forever, but in the startup phase, you need to have a solid understanding, you or a co-founder, but someone on the founding team needs to understand solidly sales and marketing. If you do not understand sales and marketing, it's going to be really tough for you to crack the code for revenue in your business. And it's just the way the cookie crumbles. And so understanding, no, you don't have to run the ads yourself. I'm encouraging you not to, if it's not like your core passion, but you need to be able to understand if the subcontractor or the agency that you hired is doing well, and you have to have the confidence to push back in what they're doing. And this just, just like killed me. This killed me. So I started my career as marketing director. I was in hospitality, right? So I was marketing director in hospitality. And this was like 2000, Lordy, 11, holy crap, 10. And it was like before social, it was like SEO was big then, like social media for business was like not even being used. Everyone thought this was just like, who would use social business, like social media for business, huh? Right. And I remember feeling so helpless because I had hired like an SEO person. I hired a social media manager and it was like the first hires. And I didn't know, like, I, I like, like, I really didn't know like if it was working or not. And of course, like the subcontractors kind of like feed you jargon. And sometimes if they're not very good, they'll just like confuse you. And so oftentimes, like as even in the position of marketing at that time, it was many years ago, but I just sort of was like, you know, I think it's working and like, they're giving me these reports and they say it's working, but I don't really see how, I don't really understand the ROI hundred percent. No, we have gotten leaps and bounds in terms of like what reporting is available for us. And it's, it's super um, clear to see, but there are some people that kind of just stink at what they do and they kind of can, you know, they can talk really well, right? And they kind of, you get them in the meeting and they're talking really great and there's great rapport, but it's like, well, what are you, but what are the, you producing, right? So I'm trying to help you gain the confidence to understand like the basics so you can push back and get the best out of your people because there's plenty, plenty, plenty of founders that just like are too busy to pay attention and they don't have a marketing director. And that's where things are really dangerous. Like maybe you're not in a position where you can afford a marketing director and, but you still need the things to happen. You need the ads to, to be going right. Because you need to be doing lead gen. And so these things, the basics, making sure you have a dashboard, making sure you're clear on the conversions, making sure that it's connecting to what sales are being made. It is so, so important. So now I want to talk about um, 
some options for or some elements of your actual ad that's really important to pay attention to. So when we're digging into the performance of the ad, you always want to be questioning anything that you see. If leads start slowing down, um, you want to be in communication with your ads manager to say, hey, listen, when are we going to be refreshing the creative? Now, with a caveat here, I'm talking about like social media ads. I'm talking about like display ads, things that are like an image, right? If we're talking about like search ads, search ads on Google, you don't have to really be refreshing them or even touching them too often in terms of like the content of what's in the ads. It's really about like, just like refining the copy if needed, making sure that, you know, the targeting is there, that you're utilizing all the tools that are available, right? But you should be seeing, in my experience, running search ads on Google, like it should be fairly consistent. Once you set, set up your ads and you've got the right keywords and all those things, like your performance, in my experience, shouldn't fluctuate so much. Um, it should be really, it should really correlate with the amount of money that you're putting in, right? Alternatively, the create, the more creative ads, the more visual ads, they do go through life cycles, which means that their creative can dry up, right? So it depends on your audience size, but typically you're running ads to like a, a set of like what your audience is, right? And oftentimes these people will see, maybe they see the ad more than once. It's not that they just get shown the ad once and they never see it again, right? People can see the ad multiple times over a certain span of time. Um, and over, over like the natural life cycle stage of an, of an ad creative is that ad creative gets tired, right? And again, it depends on what you're selling and all these things, but you want your ad manager to be telling you when it's time to refresh the ads. If they see kind of leads are slowing down a little bit, it's probably time to, you know, produce something new, either like a new image, new copy, a new like offer um, in the ad or a different lead magnet, right? So in last week's episode, I broke this down a quite a bit, but um, I'll talk to you about it again. So not only are we, looking at refreshing the ads and all these things, but I also want you to think about ads in three stages, top of the funnel ad, a minimum, a middle of the funnel ad, and a bottom of the funnel ad. So when people are seeing your ads, they're scrolling, they're living their life, they're doing their own thing. They, the first time they see your ad, it's very unlikely that they're going to take action on it. Like people do, but it's a very small percentage. And so at that first moment, you know, that perspective person, they don't even probably know what you do. It's not even like registering kind of maybe what you do. Um, but there's that, that recognition. So if they see it a second time, they'll be a little bit more inclined. If it piques their interest, like slow down, read it, see what it's about. Right. So your top of the funnel ad is really just about like brand awareness. It's like, Hey, I exist. This is like, can consist of like, you know, a logo, a tagline that communicates what you do, an image, great to use video. Um, like that's something that's engaging, something that really like will make people stop scrolling. Middle of the funnel 
ad is going to be something where you really want to place a lead magnet there. So a lead magnet is any like piece of information or something of value that you give to a prospect in, change, in exchange for their email address. Because remember that email address is yours to own. Even if that follower, even that person, even if that person follows you on social media, you still don't like own the contact, right? That contact belongs to the platform. So you want that email address. And so middle of the funnel ads, great for like, here's a free download or here's a promotional code or whatever. And this is a way that, okay, you're engaging with the prospect and they have given you their email address. And now this great, you're golden. You can establish a long-term relationship with them. You can nurture them, all the great things. Um, ideally that prospect gave you their email address and they're receiving emails from you, right? As you're built, you're nurturing them really great rule of thumb is to be emailing people once a week, right? Just get, giving them a value, adding value. If you have like a podcast or you have like a, a YouTube show or whatever, you can release it, you know, this new thing's released, or if you do a blog or whatever content you have, you want to be communicating that to your email list once a week, right? So ideally, this person has received an email or two from you, and then they see an ad on a different platform. So this is what we call omni-channel presence, meaning that now we're communicating with our prospects in two channels through their email, and now they're seeing ads. And then it becomes like, oh, these people are everywhere. Let me check them out, right? It might not even register like to them that, oh, I gave them their email address. No, it's like all they know is that like you're everywhere now, right? Which is a good thing because if you can solve their pain point, this is where they're going to be more likely to take action because now we've built a little bit of trust, right? And then if they see a bottom of the funnel ad, your bottom of the funnel ad is your action, taking action. So this could be your direct to call ad. It could be an ad that's simply like book a demo. Because now they've seen there's brand recognition at the top of the funnel. Now you've engaged with them and you've given them some value at the middle of the funnel. And then the bottom of the funnel is like, okay, now you can take action, right? And they'll be way more likely to take action and book that demo because they have context of who you are, what you do. You've given them something of value in exchange for the email address. And it's very clear, like how you can solve their problem through emails, communication that you've given to them, or now they've maybe checked out your website a little bit, right? So they're ready. They're ready to book the demo. They're ready to maybe make the purchase. Maybe that bottom of the funnel ad could be like a sale or a new collection or whatever, right? So I, I don't, you know, I haven't talked to a lot of founders that are having these conversations with their ads managers. And it kind of drives me nuts because I think that either they're, not like the ads managers maybe, or again, it's like, that's not, unless you have someone that's in-house, they're usually spreading themselves across like many different clients. And it's sort of like their process, whatever. The other thing is, is that there are in ads, there's two types of marketers. And the trick with ads is we need someone that has both. This is why sometimes I do really like using agencies to run ads because Marketers tend to live in two camps. Either they're really creative, kind of like brand-driven, creative, brainstorming, that kind of like 
um, visual sort of content creators, right? And then this other side is like the real technical kind of funnels and conversion driven, like backend hacking kind of growth focused, right? And it's very, very difficult to find one person that embodies both of those things well. So your ad person needs those both sides. They need, again, this is, again, maybe if it's a search, a Google search ad, this isn't as important, but for any kind of display ad where you're showing an image, you need a human being that's going to be creative and understand the, like the design aspect of it, what colors are gonna catch people's eyes, what's gonna, what design and copy are going to convert, really understanding, communicating the message. So there's like a, there's like a little bit of a creative, more cerebral aspect to like creating like the actual assets for the ad. But again, we need that ad to be set up and optimized super well. We need someone that's actively managing it, right? We need someone that's going to be um, putting all of the backend pieces together so that things fire off correctly and all of that stuff. And so, again, that's why getting references is really important. But I love agencies because agencies will typically have the design team that designs it and then like the the workhorse that's really like doing the back end maintenance and setup and making sure like the right audience attributions and really like look alike audiences and retargeting audiences and making sure that they're able to pull all of that data and all that stuff. So that would be my, my suggestion is like, don't discount agency. I know people have like different feelings about agency, but again, I have hot, I've been hard pressed to find one person that does two, those two aspects of ad, um, cre- uh, ad creation and management well. So I think I got kind of fired up with that one, but that one is so important because it is one of the strategies that like a lot of, a lot of startups use ads. And I know when you're bootstrapping and you're lean on budget and stuff, like ads can be very expensive. So I want you to be super conscious of just like going in it with with your eyes wide open. You don't have to know how to set up the ad and run the ad. What you need to know is how to interpret the data to establish whether it's performing or not. That's what I want you to glean from this episode. And I hopefully have given you a couple tools in your toolbox of ways that you can kind of lean in to your, whomever's managing your ads to help them offer, like to offer solutions, right? So, you know, it's like if ads aren't performing, perhaps you haven't made this top, middle and bottom of the funnel process in the ads that you're running, right? Or perhaps you're just like not finding your exact audience on that platform, or perhaps the creative and the copy is just not clicking with the people that are seeing it. So I I want you always to be curious and and pushing that ad person um, to to be better and better because you want to get to a point where the performance is so consistent that it becomes this formula of really adding the money and then the leads follow but what happens is is if you're 
and hear me when I say this, if the strategy isn't right, if the creative isn't right, if the message is not right, it's not going to be a money in and money out situation. You could be pouring money into the ads and the ads are not performing, right? So we need to make sure that the ads are performing well and consistently, right? And I love to, I really love to see ads performing consistently for a full quarter before I love to really be aggressive in increasing ad spend. Because I want to be working with this ad person for at least three months so I can see how they problem solve. I can see um, just like that everything's working. I have kind of a consistent cost per lead, right? That I'm actually getting some customers from it too. This is another thing. Like it's, it is like one thing to just be running the ads, but you want to make sure that like those ads are actually producing like a client, right? And so tracking that number all the way through is important. I did want, I want to tell you one last thing, one last thing. What the hell is it about the ads? Oh, shit. oh did I have one? No, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Okay. So we want, okay. So we want to be performing consistently over that time. The creative five sickle sticks. And Oh, yes. Oh, I got it. Yes. Sorry. Thanks for sticking with me. The last thing I want to tell you, another really important thing about ads. If you're multitasking, please like come back to me and listen here because this is real. I encourage you to start with one ad platform and, and get good and understanding your client acquisition cost and invest in running ads well on one platform. But do not, like once you have one platform that seems to be producing, do not just pour all your heart, soul, and budget into one platform. Please diversify your lead gen sources. So to remind you, lead generation can come from ads, can come from SEO, can come from partnerships and leveraging other people's audiences. So I ideally, we're doing all three of those things. In the realm of ads, I would encourage you to run ads on more than one platform when you're able to. The reason being is that like ad platforms break, like... It sucks, but it's true. Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, like if you're getting the majority of your leads from one platform and that platform breaks or that platform stops producing, like it stinks. And that could be really dangerous for just revenue, right? So this, I think that this was like really something that hit in, 20, I want to say last year, 2021. In 2021, um, Facebook went through a handful of months where it just stopped working for a lot of businesses. Like performance was abysmal. And then a lot of businesses that built their whole pipeline on Facebook ad strategy went through a really rough year in 2021. Like marketers were desperate of like, it, it, and the reason why these platforms might stop working is because like tracking, like laws that come into play about cookies and about, um, about privacy and stuff like that, because a lot of what we're, 
I mean, what we're doing with ads is essentially building audiences based on like their interests, their age, like their demographic, their their activity online, right? We're actually using a lot of that information, that privacy information, um, not like specific information, not like dates and birth dates and all of that stuff. Um, well, maybe well, we can know age, but we're not using like people's home addresses or anything, right? But we are gleaning with this information, like exactly who the ad will be relevant to show to. So when laws come into place and different updates, like the iOS updates that happen with Apple, like that is really devastating for marketers when those things happen where we can't track like who's opening our emails or who's clicking through them, or we can't track like exactly who's clicking on the ads or all of that stuff. Those sort of information that fires across channel can get really screwed up. So know that that happens because I think that non-marketers maybe don't understand that as well. That at like, again, we don't control those platforms. We don't control those algorithms. And so there's an aspect of it is that you want to diversify um, where you're investing your money in the lead gen. That's just going to keep it safe. So if something happens to Facebook again uh, this upcoming year, but like LinkedIn is, is consistently doing well, you can allocate some of the budget from Facebook to LinkedIn and hopefully make up the difference, right? Um, so you're able to kind of get savvy with that. So that's my best juice for ad management. Um, really practical tips on how to manage someone who's managing your ads, right? Because you're not most likely not going to do it yourself. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I know it's like maybe a little bit high level jargony things, but it is so important. It is so important. And I guarantee when you're ready to do ads or if you're already doing ads, there is just a plethora of abundance that can come from running ads well. And again, it's something that so many businesses do. And a lot of people love to pretend, oh no, like I don't invest anything in marketing. Like, oh, it's just so organic. And a lot of times they're like full of baloney because a, a lot a lot of businesses advertise even sometimes if they say that they don't. Um, so there you go. Advertising 101, hope that was helpful. If you have any other questions, of course you can always DM me. I hang out on LinkedIn pretty much every day. Um, and I love having you here with me. So I'll see you back here next week for more juicy bits about marketing. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.